Welcome to Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Are you looking for a genuine relationship with God to experience His joy and His love, eliminate doubt and fear in your life, and find your God-given purpose? Today on Freedom Talk, you'll find answers in today's message through God's Word. Now, let's join Pastor Robert. When you get your eyes off of yourself and you start encouraging somebody else, what's going to happen to your things that you're going through? Are you somebody that tears people down or are you somebody that is following your assignment as a believer in Jesus Christ and is encouraging people, blessing people and lifting people up? Most people will not reach their God-given potential without somebody else helping them and encouraging them along the way. And 1 Corinthians 13, 4, I like how the Phillips translation puts this one. This love of which I speak is slow to lose patience. This is the love chapter. It looks for a way of being constructive. And when you and I are operating in God's love, we look for ways to build up other people to be constructive in their lives, to make a difference in other people's lives. And every day that we wake up, we should be asking ourselves, how can I make a difference in somebody else's life? How can I encourage them? How can I be a blessing to them? How about your spouse or your children, your friends or your co-workers? Are you somebody that tears people down, or are you somebody that is following your assignment as a believer in Jesus Christ and is encouraging people, blessing people, and lifting people up? You can ask yourself, how am I improving someone else's life, or am I just coasting through life focused on myself? And to you, the church, our church, I want to make a statement to you, and that is that I am committed to encouraging you. I want to be an encouragement to you. Every message that I preach, I want you to be encouraged. Every time I meet you face to face and I see you and I smile and you smile at me, I want you to know that you are loved and that you are are someone who's going to be encouraged. Amen. I believe in you. I believe that you have greatness inside of you because you have Jesus inside of you. And I believe you can overcome, you can overcome any addiction, you can overcome any obstacle in your life. I believe in you, and and even more important, God believes in you. So many times we talk about believing in God, but have you ever thought about the fact that God believes in you? He does. He believes that you can make it, and he loves you, and he made you, and he died on the cross for you, and he rose from the grave. We have something to be encouraged about. When you believe the best in people, you help bring out the best in them. I love the story of Mark who was uh, walking home from school one day when he noticed the boy ahead of him had tripped and dropped all of his books he was carrying, along with two sweaters, a baseball bat, a glove, and a small tape recorder. Mark knelt down and helped the boy pick up the scattered articles. Since they were going the same way, the same direction, he helped to carry part of the burden. As they walked, Mark discovered the boy's name was Bill. 
and that he loved to play video games, baseball, and history, and that he was having lots of trouble with his other subjects, and that he had just broken up with his girlfriend. As they arrived at Bill's home first, and Mark was invited him in for a Coke and to watch some television, the afternoon passed pleasantly with a few laughs and some shared small talk. Then Mark went home. They continued to see each other around school and had lunch together once or twice, then both graduated from junior high school. They ended up in the same high school and then had brief contacts over the years. And finally, the long-awaited senior year came, and just three weeks before graduation, Bill asked Mark if they could talk. Bill reminded him of the day years ago that they had first met. Do you ever wonder why I was carrying so many things home that day? asked Bill. You see, I cleaned out my locker because I didn't want to leave a mess for anyone else. I had stored away some of my mother's sleeping pills, and I was going to take my own life. But after we spent some time together talking and laughing, I realized that if I had killed myself, I would have missed that time and so many others that might follow. So you see, Mark, when you picked up those books that day, you did a lot more. You saved my life. And those opportunities are around us all the time with the the broken world that we live in. Are your eyes opened? Are you watching what people are going through? Are you looking for the people that need an encouragement or need you to help pick up their mess or things that have fallen apart in their life? God, God's love, it, it motivates us to encourage other people. First Corinthians 8.1 says, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Love, God's love working through us encourages people to live up to their full stature. Another story I just love along the same lines, the story of Susan Lowell. She left a successful career. She wasn't satisfied. Deep desire to help troubled teens. So she left her high-paying job and wanted to help teens she became a school teacher in one of the roughest schools in California, a school known for drugs, gangs, and other serious problems. School had one of the highest dropout rates in the state. The board couldn't keep teachers there because the students were so rebellious, rebellious and unruly. Nobody thought this new teacher would last. The first day, she asked students to write their name, address, and something interesting about themselves on a piece of paper. While they wrote, she walked up and down the rows, memorizing the names of every student. Then she announced that they were going to have their first test. She said, this test isn't for you. This test is for me. If I can tell you your name correctly, first day, first day of school, if I can tell you your name correctly, then I pass the test. If I don't, then you get an automatic A for your first test. That's, that's a cool teacher. Do you ever have cool teachers like that? Oh, man. So she got them all right. She got everyone's name by memory right. And then she had their attention. The reason I did this, she said, is to show you that you are important to me. When I look at you, I not only like you, but I care about you. And that's the reason why I'm here. Armando, a sophomore, 
and one of the roughest students in her class owed a gang $100. It was a very dangerous situation. It came to the attention of Miss Lowell, and she said to him, I will pay the $100 if you promise to me that you will pay me back on the day that you graduate. He was the least likely to graduate. His brothers and sisters who had gone before him had dropped out. His parents only had a second grade education. The students had to make a journal, and so he started writing in this journal, Miss Lowell, I will never forget what you did for me that day. And then later on in his journal, Miss Lowell, I will not let you down. I will graduate because if you think I can do it, then I know I can do it. Armando became the first person in his family to get a high school diploma. Amen. When we take the time to encourage somebody else to believe God that they can be more than they are, then uh, people will, will be encouraged and they'll want to live up to that. Hebrews 10, 23 through 24 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love to do good works. Let's take a look at 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another. You know, the enemy is constantly tearing people down. And sometimes he's using people's mouths. And you and I can counter that culture by being an agent of God's love, by being an agent of the words that come out of our mouths. Not one word is tearing anybody down, but, but every word that's coming out of our mouths is by the Holy Spirit and building people up and encouraging them and uh, seeing a victory happen in, the li- in their lives by the words that we are saying. The Greek word for an encourager in that verse, therefore encourage one another, is parakletos. You may be familiar with that word from Bible studies and about the Holy Spirit, because that word is used to describe the Holy Spirit. But that word encouraged there, parakletos, means one who is called alongside to help. Now, the Holy Spirit is called alongside to help us, but he's saying in this verse, encourage one another. In other words, come alongside someone else and be that encouragement for them. Be the one that's helping somebody through and encouraging them to to be a blessing and to be all that they can be. How about your children? Believe in them. Instill confidence in them that they can do it. Your family. In your family, are there people, because of the way that they're acting, because of their lifestyle and the way the things that they are doing, have you written them off and said, well, there's no hope for that person. I just saw them at Thanksgiving. I just saw them at, at Christmas time or your family gathering, and you say, oh, man, they are going downhill. And, and we, what do we do? Sometimes we write them off and say there's no hope for them. But I want to tell you that God hasn't given up on them, and that means we should not either. In fact, we should be spending the time that we've been complaining and writing them off. We should be praying for them and wanting to see victory in their lives. Do you know every time that you see your family members were coming up on Thanksgiving and Christmas. When you see your family members, you get your prayer list there. You say, okay, uncle so-and-so and and cousin so-and-so, 
I see them drifting, so God, I pray for them that they would turn around and that they would give their lives to you. And you know what happens when, from the time that you see them to the next time that you see them? God is working behind the scenes on their behalf because you're partnering with him in prayer for them. Amen? Amen. 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 So we pray for our family. Here's the key. Don't focus on what they are right now. Focus on what they can become. Amen. Speak life into them. See them past where they are going right now. And even when they're struggling, you tell them, hey, I see you past this. God's got the best for you. And I believe in you. Complimenting each other, especially in relationships, is the glue that holds relationships together. It's the love that when we're using those encouraging words, you know, it may be dished out to you one way, but you don't have to dish it back out the other, the same way. You can say, you know what, I love you anyways, regardless of what you're, you're saying. Because sometimes in those moments it gets heated and people say things that they shouldn't. But we can turn it around and say, you know what, hey, I love you anyways, and God loves you. Ephesians 4.29, this is a good verse to memorize and a good verse to keep right in front of you every day for the rest of your life. Ephesians 4.29, I like how the message puts it, and then I'll read it in the New Living Translation. Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps. And so we've got to watch what's coming out of our mouths, and we've got to use good, don't use foul language, use good language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. That's the New Living Translation, Ephesians 4.29. So you will never bring out the best in people by condemning them, by criticizing them, or verbally beating down someone. You always build up people by your words and doing it by love and encouragement. It doesn't mean that that you push people's bad stuff under the rug and pretend like it doesn't exist. But what do we do in relationships? First, we build the relationship and and, and build a person's respect and trust, and we encourage them And if there's times that we need to tell them the truth, it's always because we are, when they know that you love them, when you bring that word of encouragement, you're not coming from a a high and mighty place to say, you need to come up where where I'm at. No, the Bible says, flip that. You consider everyone better than yourselves. Have that attitude and love people and be a servant. And when you're telling someone, that something needs to change in their life, it's because you're getting, you're saying, hey, let me take that speck out of your life. That's a blind spot. You don't even know that that's there. You don't want to be that way. And you love them in that. And, and they go, oh, I didn't even know that I had that piece of food stuck in my teeth. Right? And then when you get it out, they go, oh, thank you so much. I know that you love me. And you were telling me that because I was walking around with that thing. And I didn't even know it. I didn't even realize it. Hopefully, hopefully they'll receive it. And, and if you're on the receiving end of that correction, listen. Listen to what they're saying. Because if somebody really does love you, then they, they want to change. They want to, and the, the Bible calls that wisdom. When a person brings that, says, look at the mirror, look what's going on. And you say, oh, man, I'm going to change. I'm, I'm listening to, to what you say. We don't need to be defensive, right? All right. 
If your husband isn't treating you with much respect, don't sink down to his level and act disrespectful as well. Sow a seed of God's love out of a thousand things that you don't like about him or her. Find a few things that you can compliment, and that will begin to change things and bring out the best in that person. It's so easy to nitpick and find fault, but that's not your assignment. Your assignment is to encourage, and people respond. We respond to encouragement because God made us that way, right? I love the story of a a neighborhood dog that brought a man a newspaper, and the, the man gave him a treat. You know, animals love treats. Actually, people love treats too, if you think about it. The next morning, he opened up his door to find the same little dog sitting there, and next to him were eight newspapers from all the neighborhood's yards. It does something to us, doesn't it? I I have a memory back in my 20s of cleaning a bookshelf. I was new to a Christian bookstore. I was cleaning a bookshelf, and one of the employees walked by and said, you do really good work. You do really good work. You're fast, and and you're doing a great job. I still remember that to this day. And do you think that I worked slower after that or worked better and harder and faster? And and, uh, yeah, because I was encouraged. What? Oh, man. You know, I'm going to do even better now. We respond well to that, to praise, admiration, and appreciation. One of the best examples of this to me in my life was uh, Pastor Chuck Randolph. He was our interim pastor for about a month before Jaylena and I moved up here to Northern California. And he and his wife, Dottie, some of you may know know them. They've both gone home to be with the Lord. But they would come and visit our church once a month. It was on uh, Potluck Sunday. And uh, they both, they, they would visit a lot of churches. They had been in ministry for over 60 years as pastors. They pastored several churches. I just loved them both so very much. But every week he would come, walk in the door, worship had started. He'd come, he and his wife would come in. They would walk in and, and sit in the stand at the first row every time, every time. They would be in the service. They would, after the service, Chuck would come to me every single time, every single time, and say, Pastor Robert, let me tell you about your message. And I thought, first time he said that, I thought, oh my goodness, because he's been in ministry for 60 years. He's preached, you know, how many times? And if there's anybody that could critique me and tell me where I needed to change, it was him. But every single time, without question, he would come to me and say, I want to tell you about your message. I liked this. I liked this. I liked this. And when you did this and when you said this, every time, every time. Do you think I was encouraged? Absolutely. Absolutely. And never once did he criticize me, but he pointed me in, in an encouraging direction and said, you did good here, you did good here, awesome, you know. And that encouraged me so much, and that's what we need to be with each other. I like this about you. You're doing great here. We need to make that more of our conversation than anything else. How many times do are we quick to criticize or put somebody down with our words when we should have all along been 
encouraging them along the way and saying good things to them and about them much more than any of the other stuff. Hebrews 10.25, let us not neglect our meeting together. That means he's saying to the church, be in church, be there to encourage, be there to be there as the body of Christ. Do not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. That means every time churches open, be there. And when you're there, don't tear people down. Don't criticize them. Encourage them. It's really interesting what we bring into church. When we come into church, are we bringing a big bunch of baggage that we want everyone to uh, unload? And I, I listen, I get, I get lifting each other up and being honest with each other about where we're at. And we need to tell each other what we're going through and praying with each other. But if you're coming to church and every week it's your baggage that everyone has to deal with, okay, I'm just being honest, then what's going on? Where are you being an encouragement to somebody else? Where are you looking for someone to help in the baggage that they're carrying? If it's always you that's walking in with a big backpack that everyone has to unpack and, and uh, oh, I'm getting some big amens on this. <laughs> But when you walk in those doors, yes, I get it. We go through times where we need somebody to encourage us. I get that. But when you come into the doors, be prayed up. Have your praise on. And be ready to help somebody. Be ready to encourage somebody in the body of Christ. Get your, your eyes off of yourself. And because when you do that, when you get your eyes off of yourself and you start encouraging somebody else, what's going to happen to the own, your things that you're going through? It's going to lift off those burdens. It's going to bring blessings into your life when you start encouraging someone. You start building somebody up and you start say, hey, what, do you, what can I pray for you about? What are you dealing with? What are you going through? And listen to what they're saying and then encourage them and pray for them. Praying for somebody is, is a great point of of encouraging somebody if somebody says well i'm going through this or i'm 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 dealing with this you say can we pray for that right now let's pray for that and that burden gets lifted off of their shoulders right here right here in the body of christ okay now i'm going to come back to the scripture ephesians 4 29 in the new living translation don't use foul or abusive language let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Now, grab a hold of that verse and don't let it go. And Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit putting a guard on every one of our mouths this week. Train us to be encouragers. Train us to speak only good words out of our mouth in our homes, in our families, to our children, to our coworkers. When the heat is on, when things get tough, When the pressure is on, God, let the Holy Spirit come out of what we're saying and and encourage people and bless people in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the pressure. God, let the good things come out of our mouth and encourage and bless people. Oh, God, if we miss it, if we mess up, help us to confess and get back on track quickly. If we miss it and we mess up, help us to go to that person and say, hey, when I said such and such, maybe it's our spouse or maybe it's our children. When I said such and such, 
I made a mistake. I should have never said that. And I ask you to forgive me. Would you please forgive me for saying that I was wrong? And when you do that, you will mend that relationship and it will be a blessing. Father, help us to do that. Help us to be quick with that and help us to be an encourager to the people around us, the body of Christ, to those in our home, to our coworkers. God, move in a mighty way. Teach us, train us to be encouragers. It is our assignment. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today on Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Freedom Talk is all about equipping you to walk in God's freedom every day. With a focus on outreach, Freedom Church loves to be part of what God is doing all over the world, both locally and globally. You can join Freedom Church for services Sundays at 10 a.m. at 4065 Grass Valley Highway in Auburn. We'd love to meet you, pray with you, have you visit as a guest, or you can join online at freedom-church.tv. If you've enjoyed this message, we'd love to hear from you. To ask for prayer or say hello, visit our website and click on Connect Card at freedom-church.tv. Join us next week at this time as we continue our journey of freedom in God's Word on Freedom Talk. Freedom Talk.